Today, we're gonna continue on in the kingdom business series, and we're gonna talk about being a kingdom contractor. God has called all of us to be kingdom contractors. You all have a contract from God. You all have a contract and a purpose that God has put in your heart when he put himself in you. Literally, the word apostle means to be sent. Even Jesus said, as the Father sent me, I send you. To do what? To go and advance and build the kingdom of God. So you're all called to be builders and you're all called to be kingdom contractors. Let me give you an example of a few kingdom contracts, just a few that I have received. When I gave my life to the Lord in 1992, a long time ago, when I gave my life, I'm sorry, yeah, 1992, it almost immediately the Lord put a download in my heart that I was called to be a pastor. I didn't fully know what that meant. I didn't know how I would get there, but I knew that I was called to be a pastor. How did I know that? Well, one of the ways that I knew that was I knew that I had a deep and genuine love for people inside of me. I really do care about you. I care more about you and what God wants to do in your life than what you're gonna do here, okay? And so shepherds have a heart for people. Shepherds wanna see people be prosperous and successful, sometimes even before their self. Now that doesn't mean that I'm codependent on ministry, which I talked about codependency last week. I'm not gonna sacrifice my kids and my family on the altar of ministry. But I do have a purpose and a mission and a call to train and equip and empower and love the people of God. And I knew that almost immediately after I gave my life to Christ. Now, here we are, I'm pastoring. I've been pastoring for a very long time and God fulfilled the contract to pastor inside my heart and the contract is still active. Another great example of a kingdom contract is when my wife and I got the contract to build Rock City Church. Now, some of you know this story. I was living in Port Aransas, fishing, drinking coffee. I had coffee waves out there. I was going out to the jetties and fishing all the time and riding fat tire bikes and sitting at Roberts Point Park with the dolphins swimming under our feet. I mean, we were living our best life, except I was working for a pastor at Victory South Coast, which was a campus church that I was absolutely miserable at. I was miserable. And one day that pastor said, hey, we're shutting the church down and we're letting you and 225 people go. And we were living in Port Aransas. So we had the choice to stay living in Port Aransas, fish, coffee, coffee shop, live a nice island life to ourselves, which in many ways I'd kind of like to go back there. I still secretly dream, Lord, please take me back to that. But I said yes, and Amber said yes, because we had 225 people that were gonna be church homeless. And there's many people that are here today and still a part of this church that were with us then that have stood by our side now for 11 years. We're about to celebrate 11 years, December 9th, by the way. And so Amber and I said yes to the kingdom contract. We had no idea what it would look like, but look around. So we started in a fellowship hall. And in the fellowship hall, it was brutally hard. You had a portable makeshift stage you had big skylights in the Fellowship Hall of First Christian Church on Santa Fe and Doddridge. And when you would come to church, if you didn't wear sunglasses, you would be blinded by the light. So you would literally, I would be looking at you and you're literally in the sun and I wish it was the glory of the Lord, but it wasn't. But we had no, nothing like this, yet God showed up. 
And I remember when I was working at that campus church, I said, God, I'm so miserable. I was so miserable at that campus church. Let me tell you about it for a second. Everything was timed to an hour and 10 minutes. What I would say prior to the start of service, the worship was scripted, the, the uh, announcements were scripted, the offering was scripted, the, a big giant 17-foot screen would roll down and they would broadcast the pastor from Oklahoma City live. As soon as he was done, the altar call was scripted and then it was over. Can you imagine me being in a system like that? Seriously. But see, God used it. It was all the Lord. I didn't like it. I bowed up. I manifested and I complained, but not to another person. I took it to the Lord. Because see, I didn't want to cut the hem of my pastor's garment, even though I didn't like it, because it was all the Lord crushing me. All, the Lord told me, put all your prophecy, put all your tongues, put all your gifts, and put it on a shelf. And you serve this pastor, and you honor him, because this isn't about you. So God, use that season. Some of you have been in those seasons and may be now. And you're wondering, God, why are you crushing me? Why are you taking away so much of what I know I've been called to? But see, God has those seasons so you can be refined down to be truly who you're called to be without dependency on your look, your style, your gifts, or what you're gonna do. And he literally broke me down. And I said, Lord, this you had to have made a mistake. You had to have made a mistake. And the Lord said to me then, he said, son, I didn't call you to a church via the avenue of a city. This, he said this to me when I was at Victory South Coast. Now we're going back like 15, 16 years. He said, I didn't call you to a city, to a church via the avenue of a city. I called you to a city via the avenue of a church. And I knew that God was using the church for a bigger purpose than just the church. It was to transform this city, amen? So I stayed the course. Now we named our church Rock it's named Rock City because we are the city on a hill, the body of Christ, and called to transform this community. We are an extroverted, outward-orientated church. So God gave a government contract to me to build in Corpus Christi. When I moved here, I didn't know one person. I didn't know any of you. No one. Not one person. I wasn't set up with anybody except the few people that were at that church. Can you imagine I moved to this city not knowing one person? And I said, God, I'm starving for relationship and community. And you know what the Lord said? Build it. If you wanna see it, build it. And then I said, God, I, I cannot stand the coffee situation in this town. I said, I can't get one good traditional macchiato in this town. You know what he said? I'm not kidding you. I know this sounds funny. I'm not just saying it to promote the coffee shop. I'm telling you. I was miserable without good coffee in this town. I needed my three o'clock, now it's a 10 o'clock, but I've gotten older since then. But I needed my three o'clock traditional macchiato and God said, build it. Now there's five coffee waves and more to come. The point that I'm trying to make to you is when God gives you a kingdom government contract, he gives you the resources to fulfill it and to build it. You have to understand that. So here we are now, 17 years later, since I moved to town in 2006, and look at how God has fulfilled the kingdom government contract, and he will continue to do so, and I'm gonna show you how. The last thing I want you to understand is that God gave me a kingdom government contract to flip this city upside down. So I make a greater sacrifice. I'm on the ethics commission. I've been on it for three years. 
I'm about to finish my fourth year term. And then the Lord has said, I can step down. But four years in the midst of everything going on, I made the sacrifice to be on the ethics commission. You know what the ethics commission does? It holds the city uh, employees, the city council, city manager, and all those commissions in this town that handle lots and lots of money, it holds them accountable. And since, that, since I've been on there, I was able to bring Dane Fuller on. And now Dane Fuller, who's a part of our church, is the chairman of the ethics committee. And we'll go a lot longer than I can go. Come on, that's awesome, right? And then a long time ago, I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I wanna reach the darkest of darkest places in this city. And then all of a sudden, two biker guys walk in with big yellow patches on their back. This is going back to 2007 at Victory South Coast. And they said, hey, do you like to ride Harleys? I said, yeah, I love to ride Harleys. Sadly, I had a Kawasaki at the time, but I sold that and got a Harley. <laughs> and they said, well, we, we are a ministry to outlaw bikers, the tribe of Judah. So I said, I said, I'm in. So I joined in 2007, which is a long time ago. I stayed the course. I became the chapter president. And there was one guy above all that I worked on more than any other through prayer and loved unconditionally without hooks. And now, 17, well, it's been 16 years later, he gave his life to Christ and laid his patch down and is serving and loving people. Right over here, David Jenkins. Let's give him a hand clap. Let me say something about David. He's not a feather in my cap or a notch in my belt. He's my friend. And I loved him. And I will love him no matter where he goes. I'll love him the same today as I loved him then. And he watched me closely for 15 years. But it took a sacrifice of saying yes and being willing to go where few men would go. No matter how busy it is. And even to this day, my wife's like, man, Tribe of Judah, Ethics Commission. I was the vice president of the Flower Bluff Citizens Council for years here in this community. She's like, how many things are you gonna be a part of? And eventually I had to lay some things down. But the point I'm trying to make to you is God gives you government contracts to advance and multiply the kingdom and he gives you the resources to do it. Now this guy's gonna turn around and go rescue massive amounts of people out of darkness and he's gonna build this new sanctuary, help us build it, and he's gonna provide his resources, his talents, his gifts to go love and do what was done to him. You see how that works in the kingdom? All right. This isn't about me. And so you're like, oh, pastor's talking all about him. No, I'm sharing my stories as an example about getting kingdom government contracts. Our forefathers and the patriarchs got great kingdom government contracts. The pioneers of the faith. Think of your favorite minister. Think of Billy Graham or Bill Johnson or whoever it is that you love, Mike Bickle, others that have built great things in the kingdom of God that got kingdom government contracts. All the patriarchs, all the forefathers were handed a contract by God to build something on earth as it is in heaven. They were to care for his creation since the beginning of time. Let's talk about kingdom. The word kingdom is two words, king's domain. The king's domain. And what it means is the realm or region or land or country that the king has authority and rule over. And when you think about domain or the kingdom of God, the first place that God extends his reach and realm and authority is in the hearts of men. That's what you have to understand. It's not first about possessing land or first about ranches and things and stuff. 
It's first about God getting control of your heart. The kingdom of God is internal first. That's why Jesus said the kingdom doesn't come with observation. It comes from within. So this is the first place the king must have rulership, headship, lordship, and domain. Is the kingdom of God inside of you. And if it is, then Jesus is Lord. And he rules and reigns over every area of our lives for a greater purpose. The next thing is, let's define a contractor. A contractor is a person or company that undertakes a contract to provide materials or labor to perform a service or do a job. Kingdom contractors are appointed or ordained by God. And let me tell you something. There's not a person under the sound of my voice in this room or watching online that isn't called to be a kingdom contractor. It's just gonna look different for some. We don't know exactly what that's gonna look like. But every one of us has been given a contract from heaven to advance and build the kingdom of God. The first contractual agreement started with God's covenantal promises to us through Abraham. And then it was ratified by the blood of Jesus on, the death, on his death on the cross. So you have to know right off the bat that God has already provided the contract through covenant for you and he sealed it through the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus has been shed, the contract and covenant has been fulfilled and now God hands to you the covenant contract and says, go and advance the kingdom, the great commission, the garden commission. Those are some great examples. There's so many contracts in the Bible or covenants in the Bible that we have to stand on today. Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Deborah, David, Solomon. And if you're gonna be a kingdom contractor for the Lord, you must have an understanding of covenant. And I'm not gonna teach you guys on covenant today because that's a whole nother series. But here's what I am gonna say to you. If you want to build properly for the kingdom of God, you must have a knowledge and understanding of covenant. I know the covenantal promises made to these people. I've read them. I meditate them. See, God already wrote the contract. The contract's been written for you. The problem is we have a lack of understanding of the promises that have already been given to us. And then we say, I don't know what to build. I don't know how to build. Go study out the covenants of God. And I promise you, you're gonna find a lot in there to build upon. Amen? So in order to have that understanding, you need to know that people get contracts based on covenants. Kingdom covenant contracts only come from covenant promises. And you are a promise of God. All the promises of God are yes and amen. Tag, you're it. We are the seed of Abraham. I'm sorry, we're the seed of Christ through the promise to Abraham. So now because I know the covenants made to Abraham, I, I can be a part of that, and so can you. So study out those covenant contracts and realize that you got a contract because you have a covenant. You have a contract because you have a covenant. Then comes a variety of other things, biblical commissions that apply to every one of you. So there are some agreements and purposes and contracts that apply to all of us. They're, they're body-wide. They're body-wide. Here's some of them. The Garden Commission. The Garden Commission in Genesis 1.28 says what? Be fruitful, multiply, replenish, or fill the earth, reign, and have dominion. That's everybody's job description. Everybody's. But then you have the Great Commission. Go and make disciples of all nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe everything that I have taught you. That's called the, the Great Commission. And then you have Luke 4.18. Every one of us should know Luke 4.18. What does Luke 4.18 say? Jesus says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he has ordained or appointed me to do what? Open blind eyes, open deaf ears, set the prisoners free, set the captives free, set those who were in bondage at liberty. That's not just a Pastor David thing. Luke 4.18 is something every single one of us should have a knowledge of and understand this is not person-specific. This is kingdom-specific. You guys all right? All right, now don't you get glazed over, slap yourself left. If you gotta stand up and walk around, stand up and walk around. This is a very important message and it's applicable to the seasons that we're in. Right now, we're all called to be builders and be kingdom contractors in the kingdom of God. We all have a call to rescue the widow, the fatherless, the needy, the sick, the lost, the broken, the dying, and the outcast. That's churchwide. And then comes personal calling based on natures and giftings. Each one of you has a unique nature from God and a calling from God that you have to discover and discover how it fits in the context of a body because we can't do it alone. I need you and you need me. And then finally, your yes. Kingdom contractors say yes, no matter what. And they walk by faith. You know, Hebrews 11, what does Hebrews 11 say? It's the whole hall of faith. It says, some subdued kingdoms by faith while others got their heads chopped off. So it doesn't really matter. We're all contractors by God, whether we get our heads chopped off or whether we subdue nations. In this contract, the Father provides everything you need to get the job done, including the materials. This is different than an earthly contract because in an earthly contract, you gotta go buy the materials. But in a kingdom contract, God has all the materials and provides them for you, right? So I'll give you some examples. The paint and canvas for the prophetic painter the movements and song for the dancer, the beats and rhymes for the rapper, the instruments for the musician. God supernaturally provided an incredible gift to Mark Marquez recently. The guitar he's playing on there is, or up on stage is, was a supernatural provision from heaven for him. The material for the flag worshipers, the voice for the singer, the blueprints for the builder, the tools for the craftsman, the eye and vision for the architects and designers, the ingredients for the chef, the scissors for the hairstylist, the scalpel for the cosmetic surgeon. God provides the tools and the resources, the boat and the rods for the guide fishermen, the beans, the machines, and the workers for the coffee shop owner. And the list goes on, the pulpit for the pastor, the building for the families, and the workers to tend and keep his garden. Everything starts with him, comes from him, and returns to him. And kingdom government contractors know this well, and they never forget it when they build and create. It all came from him, and it all goes back to him. And when you make your purpose to build the kingdom of God, instead of just building your own life and your own wealth and your own stuff, God expands you and he gives you more. Thank you, appreciate that. When someone is contracted 
by God to build or create something, they should see things differently from his perspective. You should see things differently. This is why God gives you vision, wisdom, and revelation from heaven. That's what Paul prayed in Ephesians 1, 17. We should see from his perspective. He prayed that you would have the spirit, that God would grant you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Without divine revelation or vision, what happens? The people perish. So kingdom contractors see things differently. They see from heaven, they get the blueprints, the prophetic songs, all the things that you do with your hands and your gift. Seeing differently means you get blueprints downloaded to your heart and you can't build or create without the blueprints or the picture. So if I was gonna hire you to come remodel my house, usually you'd say, where are the blueprints? Or build me a house, where are the blueprints? And I'd say, here's the blueprints that I want. And if you came to me and said, I don't like those blueprints, I'm gonna build differently, that would be a problem. A general contractor can't show up and I say, listen, we wanna put a bathroom here. It's like, no, I think we should put a bathroom on the other side of the house. Instead, what happens is God shows us, gives us, teaches us, and trains us how to build his kingdom his way. He knows what he wants. Now, we co-labor with the Lord. So you're not doing it alone. But kingdom contractors get blueprints. You know, we have a prophetic painter in this church. He was here last service. His name's Jason Rodriguez. The guy is insanely, insanely gifted. This guy, when he gets up to paint prophetically, he has no idea what he's gonna paint. And he gets up there. You ever seen those guys? They get a black you know, canvas and they throw glitter and they flip it and spin it and turn it. And you have no idea what it is. And then all of a sudden, wow. Look at this picture. But see, Jason, when he gets up here, he pulls a picture down from heaven and puts it onto canvas, right? Hairstylist, you, girls, you go to get your hair done, and it's like you show the hairstylist a picture, typically, if you want to change. It's like, I really kind of want my hair to look like this, but let's change a few things. Or my wife, she's like a Pinterest queen. Now, she doesn't want anything to look just like Pinterest, but what she does with storyboards and design is she creates a storyboard and says to the general contractor that comes to work on our house, I want it to look similar to this, but I want you to change this, 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 and this. So you get vision from heaven to create and design on earth from God's perspective. Mark, Nathan, the worship team, once we got rid of set lists, our church, we were, we're like NASA space... We're like, shoot it, we're SpaceX. The whole second service today, all I could envision was the rocket soaring through the sky. And I'm counting down five, four, three, two, ignition. And the worship team just, and then Kevin comes and he's prophesying and we're declaring and the kids are up there beating on the stage. And it is like wild, we're dancing and we're clapping, but we have launched into space. Why? Because we're singing songs and playing sounds from heaven now and following the Holy Spirit. Are you understanding what I'm teaching you today? So a kingdom government contractor is not just a, a, a general contractor or a builder. It's an artist, a musician, or whatever your job is. Put your job in there. Painters, videographers, graphic designers, interior designers, hairstylists, makeup artists, counselors, gardeners, teachers, painters, builders, doctors, first responders, service members. 
rig workers, refinery workers, oil drillers, surgeons, all of these people, when they're downloaded by God and they get matrix blueprints from heaven, can you imagine? If I go to my friend Keith and I need surgery, I say, dude, do you know what you're doing? One time I had this uh, vaso thing where I passed out and busted my lip open and I had a big gouge, passed out in the night. I called up Keith, said, get over here and he stitched up my lip. But if I'd have gone in, he's like, man, I've never stitched up a lip before. I'm not really sure what I'm doing. This is my lip you're talking about. (laughs) So the point I'm trying to make to every single one of you is this isn't person specific in the context just for me, not for you. Every craft, every career, everything you put your hand to, God gives you blueprints and downloads of how to build for the kingdom and not for yourself. All of us are to get blueprints from heaven. We all must see differently if you're gonna work for the king in the domain of his authority and rule. You must have vision from the Lord and I can't just give that to you. I can't just lay hands on you and give you some impartation. There are things that Jeff and Ed and Yvette and Ryan and Mark and Jordan and Ruth and Adam, all of you must pay the price to get vision from heaven. None of you are called to be idle. None of you are called to sit back. This isn't come do your church duty and sit in the pew every week. Then I would dumb you down as Christians. You're all called to advance and build somehow, some way. We all build together. I wanna inspire you out of the doldrums of your Christianity. Next is that kingdom contractors forsake all. I don't know that I need to belabor this point, but I'm gonna hammer it for a second. Kingdom contractors that forsake all to follow Jesus will always be provided for and have ample provision to accomplish his purposes in our lives on earth. That's the context of Deuteronomy chapter eight. Now, I'm not gonna teach it today, but go read Deuteronomy chapter eight. The whole context of Deuteronomy chapter eight is this. I brought you out of Egypt and you better never forget it. I provided for you in the wilderness when you had nothing. And then I took you to a land that what? It had flowing brooks brooks and streams. It had minerals, it had coal, it had gold, it had silver, it had diamonds, it had land. And when you get there and you get all the fruit of the field and I bless your socks off to no end, you better never forget and say, my hand, it was my hand. And this is pride at its finest. And a kingdom contractor that's prideful and arrogant will never be given the tools and resources to build. And there are many out there that have been blessed to no end that are complaining, that are using the gifts and talents and what's put in your hand for his purposes. Stop. Anything God does in my life, all the growth that's happening in my business, any money he puts in my hand, any talents he gives to me, I've always fully 100% given it to the Lord. I said, God, it's all for you. And it doesn't mean that you don't get stuff. We'll talk about that. We're gonna talk about stuff here in a second. So Deuteronomy chapter eight, you gotta read it. You have to forsake all now, whether you have or have not. Forsake all now, whether you, if you have all, if you are in a great financial position or in a great position in any area of your life, things are going really well, forsake all. If you are desperate and like wanting and desiring more and you're like, man, I don't have enough, forsake all. You forsake all whether you have or have not. God loves people that have or have not because they're trusting him. Amen. 
So in Luke 14, 33, it says, likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all can't be my disciple. Do you know the context of this scripture? The context of the scripture is no one builds a tower without first counting the cost. Lest he start and doesn't finish and others mock him. The next part is no one goes to war without first counting your, your uh, artillery might and your soldiers, lest you go to war and you realize you're outnumbered five to one, and then you send a peace delegation to make peace with your enemy. And he says, likewise, unless you forsake all. So the context is, is builders are called to build towers and build armies and to finish. And if you don't forsake all, you'll start strong, but you won't finish well. That's a powerful point, Pastor David. Man, that was good. Because guess what? You're called to build towers and go to war. Rock City is a strong tower for the name of the Lord. Do you understand that? So we started right, we counted the cost, and every day we count the cost by forsaking all to Christ. Counting the cost means that there's a cost. I know that that's like the most basic thing I could tell you but I need to say it again because I think we breeze right over this scripture. Counting the cost means that there is a cost. There's a cost for me to go to ethics commission. There's a cost for me to lead these tribe of Judah meetings. There's a cost for me to show up when I don't wanna show up. There's a cost for me to lead men's ministries, the men's breakfast. There's a cost for me to lead this church. There's a cost for me to own those shops. There's a cost for me to, pastor, to parent my kids and my family. Everything costs me. And that's the thing about mercy. Mercy costs you everything and costs the other person nothing. So there's a cost that has to be counted. The question is, are you in it for life? I hope you didn't come into the kingdom of God to just have a better life. Hear me out, guys. I love you but I'm not preaching your best life now. What I'm preaching to you is forsake all, die to self, trust God, get to work, be busy about what, and it's hard and it's difficult and you won't always be happy, but the reward is so rich, it's better than building any other way for any other reason, right? Now, am I living my best life? Yes, but I can tell you many nights and many days, I'm like, what the is happening in my life? Am I the only one? Do any of y'all like, man, what is happening in the world around me? My kids are combusting, springs are popping, tension everywhere. This doesn't feel good. It's the Lord's like, keep, keep building, son. Keep your hand to the ply and don't look back. Don't look back. Kingdom contractors, don't look back. Let's talk about your repayment. Let's talk about getting paid. Kingdom contractors only get a repayment when they do their work properly and with excellence. So if you do work for somebody, do it with excellence. If, if somebody is doing work for you, if I hire you to do work in this house or in the church or at my house, I'm not gonna say it's okay that you didn't cut some corners right and there's three inch gaps on the floor with the flooring and you know what, that drywall sagging and wait a minute, there's a leak in the bathroom with the plumbing. Guess what's gonna happen? You ain't getting paid. That's why you don't pay somebody up front. That's why I've taught you after you've done the will of the Lord that you would receive the reward. 
after you've done the will of the Lord. You're, some of y'all are like, pay me now, God. You don't say it that way, but you act like it. So you get paid with excellence. It's leaving all to follow Christ, forsaking all. You know, Jesus said, nobody has left family, friends, wife, spouse without gaining a hundredfold in return. What is that? Or, or you, he literally said, like, you have to hate them. But he didn't mean hate them. What he meant was nothing comes before Jesus. Kingdom contractors have forsaken all for the king. Following the Lord means working with him and for him and staying the course all your life, no matter the earthly outcomes. So I don't wanna negate the positive confessions and I don't wanna negate confident faith. There's something about confident faith and confession. But last week I just murdered the name it and claim it prosperity thing. It's not, you don't get it just because you confessed it. I have received prayer in my life for probably 33 years for healing for asthma, 33 years. And I have confessed healing. I've confessed the word of God more times than I can tell you. And then finally, the Lord said, maybe you need to lay down some things that are causing inflammation in your lungs. Maybe you need to change your diet. I'm like, no, Lord, I don't wanna change my diet. I want you to just heal me by prayer. He's like, yeah, maybe you need to cut the sugar out. And I, you're gonna tell me to lay down breakfast tacos and tortillas? I'd rather just let me die in my sickness, Lord. But I just wanna tell you, since I've made some changes, I know you're hearing me still cough a little bit, but I'm telling you, day by day, my body's detoxing. I laid all those things down. Now I lost, some of you are like, oh, pastor, you're getting so skinny. Listen, I've lost a lot of weight, but I'm leaning, I'm a lean, mean, fighting machine for the king, baby. Yeah. And listen, I have no wheezing. My lungs are clearing up and that stuff's coming out of me because there's things that cause inflammation in your body. And then we just say, God, <coughs> just heal me. Lord, I don't wanna quit those things. And as soon as I made some changes, it's like, man, I'm more energized. I feel better. And that's the thing. You gotta follow the Lord in your journey. And the Lord finally said, make some changes in your life. All right. I know we're gonna run out of time. So I'm gonna summarize some of these points not gonna go much longer, but I want you to hear this, okay? Kingdom government contractors give in the secret and are rewarded in the public. Matthew 6, 1. Take heed that you don't do your charitable deeds for men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Matthew 6, 4, that your charitable deed may be done how? In secret. And your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. There are guaranteed earthly rewards when you give privately and in secret without people, without trying to make yourself known or famous. You literally don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. There are things that I do week in and week out that I never tell you about. There are people I prayed for that I've never told you about. There are car accidents flipped over and bloodied people in a car 
that were literally dying that I laid hands on that resurrected, but I didn't tell you about it. And I'm only sharing them as examples now. There are things that I've done at HEB that I've never told anybody about. It's not about making it known. It's about doing it secretly. And then what happens? God rewards you openly. <clears throat> Whatever resources you need, you're gonna get paid. You're gonna get paid through the power of the Holy Spirit. That, you can't put a price on that. You're gonna get paid through the supernatural gifts of God. Rest, peace, spirit. You can't put money on any of this. Rest, peace, spiritual vibrancy, salvation to others, sons and daughters. He knows just what you need to get the job done. That's why you must be content today. This is the biggest tension because we live in the tomorrow. When this happens, when this comes, when the money comes, when the breakthrough comes, when the freedom comes. But true general contractors live godly and content today and they know great gain will come in God's timing. Sometimes the payment can come through increased earthly possessions, land, property, livestock, cars, boats, planes, and any material possession that you can think of. I have lots of friends that have a lot of stuff. I have a boat, I have a motorcycle, I have a Kubota, I've got animals, I've got some land. It's all been miraculously designed by the Lord, but I never chased after any of those things. Remember, when you don't chase after earthly possessions, they will chase after you as you chase after God. And what that looks like, only God knows. Because I can't say to every one of you, you're gonna have big ranches and lots of stuff. That would be a lie. I'd be selling you snake oil. What I can say is God knows what you can contain, how you can contain it, when you can contain it. It's up to the Lord, it's not up to you. Do I still have positive confessions? Do I believe the word of God that says the wealth of the wicked's laid up for the righteous? There could be an atheist or Satanist or an unbeliever right now, right now buying a cup of coffee from me. And I'm gonna make a profit on it. The wealth of the wicked's laid up for the righteous. But what I'm not doing is having some false belief mindset that all of us are gonna live in earthly possessions and prosperity. If you get it, you use it for the kingdom. You be trustworthy no matter what, whether you have a literal, little or a lot, and you trust that when you're faithful with what's in your hand, God will give you more. Can you all stand on that? Still confess it, still believe for it, still trust for it. But put your trust in God, not man. It's all up to him. You know, remember when Jesus said, not my will be done, but yours be done? Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Jesus is like, this cup of suffering, let it pass, but not my will be done, but your will be done. When you're doing the will of God, there can be a lot of suffering. I've talked to you about that. But still you say, and you may want the cup to pass, but still you say, kingdom government contractors have no self-will. It's all about the will of the Father in heaven. Next, kingdom government contractors have storage units in heaven. Okay, this is gonna get fun now and then I'll finish up. Kingdom government contractors have storage units in heaven. You know what's in my storage unit in heaven? Lots of treasure. I got a lot of treasure stored up in heaven. We're reminded that we should be storing up treasures in heaven that our hearts should not be set on the treasures that capture our hearts on, in earth, which what? fade, rust, and, can't, and can get stolen. My motorcycle had zero rust on it till I moved it to the bluff. The nice Kubota that I once had that was shiny, 
that sits in a barn in the bluff now has rust on it. As much as I try to prevent it and undercoat it and wash it, you can't stop the rust, beloved. You can't stop the sag in your life. That's why we have cosmetic surgeons. I'm serious. I'm really not kidding. If I made you mad, I just don't, I don't care. I don't care. So you have a storage unit in heaven. Why? What did it say? Look at the scripture right here. Matthew 6, 19. Don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, kingdom government contractors have storage units of treasure in heaven, not on earth. The question is, where is your heart? This would be an interview question if I was interviewing you as a kingdom government contractor that would demonstrate your higher ability to me. If I was gonna hire you as a kingdom government contractor, I would ask you, where's your heart? Because what I find with most men is they're workaholics. And we're chasing after the mighty dollar. And we think that that's gonna solve it. And our kids suffer. And our families suffer. You know what else? Kingdom government contractors have their house in order first before they focus on God's house. So I would say, how's your house? How's your heart? What are you working for? Those are some good kingdom. Write those interview questions down when you interview somebody for work. Now, I don't have time to break down Matthew 6, 25 through 34. It's all about not worrying. You can't add add an arm length to your life. You need to not worry. It's the Father's good pleasure to give the kingdom to you. Look at the birds, the lilies, the flowers of the field. You need to stop worrying. Look at the redwoods. Look at the daisies. Look at the herrings. Look at the redfish. Look at the trout. None of them are swimming around anxiously worried. They know that every day God's gonna provide the bait fish, that God's gonna provide everything that they need to eat. And that's how God says you should be dependent on your life but we're so anxious, we're worried, we're popping pills and drinking drinks and smoking joints and numbed out on all these things of this world because we're anxious and we're nervous and we're worried instead of resting. And so kingdom contractors stay rested, they stay at peace and they trust God because they know that God's gonna provide for them. Y'all weren't shouting too much on that one. That's why Matthew 6.33, y'all should know this. I know the scripture so well. Matthew 6, 33. Seek first. If there's one thing in this entire kingdom business series, I would want you to know it's this. Seek first the kingdom. Stop seeking. What are you seeking first before the kingdom of God and his righteousness? I live my life completely sold out in every area to the Lord. I don't always, I don't always feel like I get it right. I often feel like I'm falling short and there's days I wanna quit. But I never back down. You're not quitters. You're lean, mean, fighting machines. Get yourself healthy mentally, physically, and spiritually and get the blueprints from heaven and partner with other people because you can't build a house by yourself. You need a team. You need a family. If God... Let me ask you this question. Is God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit enough? 
Is God enough? Then he is. Either he is or he isn't. We're guaranteed some form of trouble, but Jesus overcame the trouble. Worry will do you no good. I've lost more sleep lately worrying about money and the coffee shops and decisions. And God said, lean in. I'm like, Lord, I don't wanna lean in. I wanna pull away. He said, lean in more then. You guys have gotta understand this. I feel like some days I'm, I'm just dying making sacrifices and I, how can I give anymore? And the struggle is real and God says, lean in more. Because see, Jesus wanted to quit and give up, but he didn't, he leaned into the cross more. Do you believe God's gonna provide for your business or not? All things being added are a promise of God when you keep the main thing the main thing. You know, think of King David in Psalm 28. I'm sorry, Psalm 27. One thing, everybody say one thing. In Psalm 27, four, David says, one thing have I desired of the Lord and that I will seek. What was it? Dwell in the house of the Lord and gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. Do you understand this guy is king with everything? And he came to the revelation and realization that there's only one thing that he wanted. Why? Because all other things will fade, but dwelling in the house of the Lord and gazing on his beauty never fades. Oh man, I got chill. Yeah. Woo. So let me give you some fast things in the last minute. What does the Bible say about how God provides for you? 1 Timothy 5.18, the scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain. The laborer is worthy of his wages. God will pay you. This is the scripture. When you work for the king, I don't know what it is. I don't know. It doesn't even have to be in money. Just Lord, let my kids honor you and love you all the days of my life. That is the best. That's probably the best payment I could ever get. Wouldn't you agree? Your kids serving the Lord. Why do we always look at money like wages? Wages can be paid in a lot of different ways. Notice that if God tells me not or us not to muzzle those who are laboring, laboring, why would God muzzle you? Get to get to work treading the grain. He's not gonna muzzle you, he's gonna pay you. Tread grain, beloved. You are God's field, you are his building. We are co-laborers with the Lord. You are a master builder in the kingdom of God. And you don't lay another foundation, you lay on the foundation. That's what the apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3. I'm not gonna teach on it now. But he said, look, I'm a master builder. I'm not laying another foundation. I'm building on it. But if anybody comes after me, you're the after Paul that builds on the foundation with anything other than what? Gold, silver, precious stones. It will be burned up in the fire. Stop building with hay and straw. And I have to ask myself, what am I building in the kingdom with hay and straw? And what will stand the test of time and fire? Kingdom builders have the right resources to build the test of time. Gold, silver, and precious stones. You're all created to be builders. And by the way, this message has nothing to do with your identity, who you are, how much the Lord loves you, or your value. 
nor is this a works-based message. What I'm saying to you is the works comes out of your intimacy and faith in the contract God gives you. We're all called to build and advance together as a tribe. The whole body, all over the world. You're, say this to me, say, I am God's fellow worker. I'm God's field. I'm God's building by the grace of God. There it is on the screen. So the Father both commissions you and provides for the commission, right? Remember when Jesus said that I'll make you fishers of men? You guys remember that? I'm gonna give you something to think about when you go home. Remember how Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. What were the disciples doing when he called them? They were mending their nets. When you're about your own business and not the Father's business, you'll always be mending your nets because they'll always break. When they followed him, what happened? They couldn't even pull the loads of fish and the nets didn't break. Now check this out. When the disciples needed to pay taxes, can you imagine the worst thing we, the one thing I hate paying more than anything is taxes. I'm like being robbed in my business. I'm being double taxed on all fronts, just so that you know. I don't wanna pay taxes. But Jesus said it's fitting and so that they don't, the, the world doesn't get offended, let's pay taxes. And here's how I want you to get, here's how you're gonna get your money. Here's how you're gonna get paid. You guys know where I'm going with this. Go and cast a line and the first fish that you catch will have a gold coin in its mouth. My question to you is why in the world wouldn't God have just used another person to provide? Instead, he used the example of catching a fish. Say this with me. Say, I am called to be a fisher of men. Somebody caught me. I got caught. Some, one of God's fishermen put, caught me. And you know what? When I was pulled up, I heard the Lord say, release the coin out of your mouth. Because when you're the fish, you're giving up the coin. I'm not just talking about your money, but that's gonna be a part of it. We all give, we all sacrifice. But it could be your talents, your resources, and your abilities. Look, everyone in this room is either one of two things, a fisherman or a fish. You never heard that ever anywhere preached, I can assure you. The question is, what are you? And when God has you catch fish, he provides the resources to pay the taxes. Shaka baba. Why don't y'all stand, man? Woo! Yes, yes, okay. I was just informed, stop at the angel tree table. We are buying Christmas gifts for uh, children who have incarcerated parents. Would you stop on your way out for that? All right. Lord, make me a fisher of men. Lord, catch me and I'll give up my resources to you. I'll forsake all. Listen to this prayer I'm praying. Close your eyes. Will you forsake all? Think, think about that, yes. It's not just about money. This is your life. God's already made a covenant with you 
and you're already called to be a kingdom government contractor. Whether it's through art, dance, song, building homes, videography, painting, selling valves. It really, it really doesn't matter what the job is. You work for the Lord. Everyone here who's struggling in their finances, Lord, please, God, I pray for you that you would be provided for to pay your bills and take care of your family. I know this weight. The debt, those of us that are in a lot of debt. Lord, I stand in agreement for a release of supernatural provision from heaven. Lord, I call in the finances for everyone here. Lord, I call in such an extravagant amount that we would pinch ourselves and we would be like those who dreamed. But God, whether it comes or not, I'm gonna love you the same. Say that. You should say that. You should really say that. I'm telling you, say it now. Whether I have a little or a lot, I'm not gonna forsake you, Lord. So many of us, I know it's been a struggle. I know it's been a struggle. But we are sons and daughters of the living God and we have a contract written in blood that can't be undone. If you're a son or a daughter and you're born again, that applies to you. I don't know how, when, or who, but I know God's good. I bless you. Come on, stop worrying and being afraid. It's only money you will make more. Our trust is not in wealth. Our trust is in God. And if the wealth comes, awesome. And if it doesn't, awesome. I'm gonna trust God no matter what. But I am believing it's coming. How about that? Lord, I pray for the gold coins and the fish's mouths. And that we would fish and that our bait would be perfect love and it would have no hook. I don't know how you do that, but you still do it, Lord. Be comforted today. Be strengthened and quickened by the Spirit. Don't complain. Don't cut the hem of others' garments. Forgive and build according to the plan and design that God gives you and gives us as a family. I love you. God loves you. Be strengthened today. In Jesus' name, amen.